It's an amazing thing that the one who created the universe out of nothing and who created man out of the dust would condescend in this way to become one of us. We learn about this condescension and this infinite act of humility in Philippians chapter 2. Verse 5 through 11, where the word of God says, Have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who, though he was in the form of God, speaking of Jesus, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but made himself nothing, taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men, and being found in human form. He humbled himself. By becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Therefore God has highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name that is above every name. So that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth. And every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. B.B. Warfield, a Christian theologian during the early 1900s said that the Son, the Son of God, descended an infinite distance to reach man's highest conceivable exaltation. He did indeed descend an infinite distance. Jesus did when the Word became flesh, when the second person of the Trinity God the Son became flesh and dwelt amongst us. One of the Puritan theologians during the 1600s, Stephen Sharnock, writes, What a wonder that two natures, infinitely distant, should be more intimately united than anything in the world. Speaking of the two natures of the person of Christ. He is fully man and fully God. Two natures in perfect union in the one person, Jesus Christ. What a wonder that two natures infinitely distant should be more intimately united than anything in the world. That the same person should have both glory and grief. An infinite joy in the deity and an inexpressible sorrow in the humanity. That, listen to this, a God upon a throne should be an infant in a cradle. The thundering creator be a weeping babe and a suffering man. The incarnation astonishes men upon earth and it astonishes the angels in heaven. And what an amazing night and what cause for the singing of angels, brothers and sisters and friends. The night that Jesus was born, heaven could not hold back its public praise of the Word becoming flesh and dwelling amongst us. Emmanuel, God is now with us. And the angels break forth in great praise amongst the shepherds in the field, keeping watch over their flocks by night. And oh, how beautiful that must have been. And How overpowering. I was talking about this 
just within the last week with Ben and John as we were sharing fellowship together in relation to how amazing it must have been that night to be keeping watch over the flock and for the angels to thunder forth with glorious praise in the heavenly choir. Oh, brothers and sisters, what great cause for heaven to sing and what great cause for the earth to rejoice that God has become one of us. God, the Word of God, has become flesh and has dwelt amongst us. God upon the throne should become an infant in the cradle. And the thundering Creator become a weeping babe and a suffering man. And we must ask ourselves, why did the Word become flesh? Why did the second person of the Trinity, Jesus Christ, the eternal Son of God, become flesh and dwell among us? Well, brothers and sisters, friends, He came to save us. The Bible is very clear. We are all sinners. But God, in love, sent His one and only Son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross for sinners. To save them from the just punishment they deserve for their sins. He saves them by taking punishment for them on the cross. That's why the Word became flesh to dwell among us. The Word became flesh and dwelt amongst us in order to reconcile us to Himself, to all who would believe in Him, who would repent of their sins and trust in Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. He will reconcile you to Himself. As sinners, we are estranged from God. We make ourselves into God's enemies by turning away from His ways. Yet God in love took the initiative to send His own Son down. God with us. To come and not only be born, but to come and to die. To suffer and die. So that any sinner in this room this evening who repents of their sins and trusts in Jesus might not perish, but receive the free gift of eternal life. Oh, that's cause for rejoicing and celebration, my friend. And why? Well, my friends, you and I are not good enough to make it into heaven. None of us are. Only Christ, the only man who never sinned, is good enough. God has done something amazing. And if you believe in Jesus, God the Father chooses to credit the righteousness Jesus Christ earned to your account. It's called justification. God the Father chooses to credit a free gift of grace to all who would believe in His Son. And that free gift is the imputed righteousness of Jesus Christ. Give that to you. You cannot get into heaven without it. You must believe in order to receive it. Friend, you're not good enough to make it into heaven, but God did something about that. In love, the Word became flesh to come and rescue you out from 
the peril that your sin had caused, the eternal destruction in hell that your sin would have brought about in its consequences. God sent His own Son in love. The Word became flesh to dwell among us so that He might suffer and die in our stead, in our place, to receive in His body the wrath that we as sinners deserve. And if you will believe in Him, if you will turn from your sin this evening, you will not perish as your sins and my sins deserve, but you will receive the gift of eternal life. That's why the Word became flesh. And friends, I'm amazed that God would come to us like this and be with us, Emmanuel, like this, in order to save us like this. I'm so happy tonight to share with you the good news that all of your sins can be forgiven. You can be reconciled to God tonight. You can be brought close to the Lord tonight. You can become one of His adopted sons and daughters if you will repent and believe in Jesus Christ and His sacrifice on the cross for you. If you repent and tell God you are sorry for your sins, turning away from them, and believe in Jesus Christ and His sinless sacrifice on the cross, you will be saved. Won't you believe? Won't you believe? To all my brothers and sisters in Christ in the room this evening, may it be the case that as the years go on, that our amazement at Christ, our love for Him, our faith in Him, and our desire to be with Him and see Him face to face in heaven will only grow. Listen to this poem by the early church father, Augustine. Speaking of Christ and the Word becoming flesh and dwelling amongst us, he says this, Man's Maker was made man that He, ruler of the stars, might nurse at His mother's breast that the bread might hunger, the fountain thirst, the light sleep, the way be tired on his journey, that the truth might be accused of false witness, that the teacher be beaten with whips, that the foundation be suspended on wood. That strength might grow weak. That the healer might be wounded. That life might die. We have a lot to sing and praise God for this evening. Amen. Let's pray. Lord, we are amazed, but fill all of us with such a deep amazement and a greater amazement that all of us will want to live more for you. Jesus, we love you, but fill us with so much more love for you that it overflows out from our life and touches everyone that our lives touch. Jesus, we believe in you, but strengthen our faith so much stronger that we will step out with bold steps of action for you, to shine for you more brightly.
And Jesus, we long to see you face to face. Cause our love for this present world to fall away and our longing for you to mark our every moment so that when people interact with us, that they see something different and they're drawn to you. Lord, I pray that you would touch the life of everybody here tonight. Move in them and move in me by the power of your Spirit, Almighty God. Lord, if there's any here this evening who do not know you as their Lord and Savior, open up their heart to believe. They must believe in order to receive the free gift of salvation that you offer. Make faith come alive in them, Lord, tonight. Let their lives burn with the fire for you from this time forth. And Lord, for my brothers and sisters in Christ who already have believed in your name, I pray that the assurance of their salvation would be strong right now. Encourage them tonight that the word has indeed become flesh and dwelt among us. Hope has come. Hope came down. Lord, we saw your glory. The glory of the one and only from the Father, full of grace and truth. Lord, we see your glory as you sent your Son to come and die on the cross. So that while we were still sinners, you died for us. Oh Lord, how amazed are we that the one sitting on the eternal throne would come and be the baby in the cradle, in the manger. We are so moved by your infinite condescension and humility to come and rescue sinners like us. Almighty God, comfort my dear brothers and sisters tonight with fresh assurance of their salvation. Holy Spirit, impart that to them in their spirit, that the Spirit testifies with their spirit that they are the children of God. Give them fresh hope tonight in the midst of their sufferings and sorrows that they are bearing in the midst of even this Christmas season. Lord, uplift them that you have overcome death. The Word became flesh and dwelt amongst us, lived for us, died for us, was raised to new life for us. To give us the glorious hope that we now have in our hearts. Let hope burn like a fire in our souls. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.